Got a doozy of an episode of the Locked On NFL podcast coming up for you. We're recapping the Chargers win over the Raiders on Monday Night Football. We are debating who the best team in the NFL is, and we have a whole crock of information coming for you on the Tuesday Fantasy Forum here on the Locked On NFL podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On NFL podcast Tuesday here on the Locked On NFL show. Thank you so much for making the Locked On NFL podcast your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. And today is Tuesday. Usually that would be me and Ross. Ross is uh, currently fleeing from some personal matter or other. No, I'm just kidding. He was <laughs> he traveled to New Orleans for the weekend. He's up in the air uh, as we record this. So... We got Alex Clancy coming in to sub in for us on a Tuesday. Welcome, Alex. Thank you so much for hanging out. And we are probably going to talk a little bit about the Cardinals later because we are going to debate, I guess, who we think the best team in the league is. And I think they got to be part of that conversation is the only undefeated team, which only became true after Monday night football, where the uh, Raiders dropped their first one. They lost to a high flying Chargers team that seemed pretty unstoppable. Justin Herbert was dealing. He throws three touchdown passes in the game. Uh, they actually got the run game going. The run game had with Austin Eckler uh, was limping around and, and they had some struggles getting that run game going, but they did get it going at the end of the game as they were trying to ice it. They made a bunch of really aggressive decisions with a lead to ensure that it was iced. You could kind of feel the winds of Chargers fate magic coming in, but it never came as Brandon Staley went for it on fourth downs and like really seemed hell bent on avoiding this sort of classic Chargers meltdown. I don't know. Feels like a different Chargers team. Yeah. The Chargers have always been a team that you want to play in Madden. You know, they're, they've yeah. got the they've got all the pieces. It's like, how have the Chargers Always. not made a Super Bowl since early 2000s? I mean, a lot of it was Tom Brady and a lot of it was North Turner, yeah. Marty Schottenheimer, et cetera. But it seems what like at this that? point, they've not got like their the coach. Not since the one against. I'm trying to think of the last mid, time the Chargers were in the Super Bowl. Right? Mid-90s against the 49ers when Jerry Rice yeah, had three touchdowns one. in the first half. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this is. They're a fun team to watch. Justin Herbert looks like the guy when everybody thought Tua was the guy in the top six a couple years ago. I mean, they've got all the fun spots and all the fun places. And the defense uh, with Brandon Staley and, and Derwin James healthy, it's a scary bunch. And and Brandon Staley, he's going to get a ton of praise throughout the week, and deservedly so, because A, he has adapted what he did in uh, the other Los Angeles team with the Rams. He adapted what he did there to this personnel and he's got these guys humming, but also he went for it on a fourth and 10 in kind of no man's land could have been a long field goal. feels like every other chargers coach kicks that field goal. It misses. And then that gives the other team <laughs> a field position that starts their comeback. And this time he said, no, we're going for it on fourth and 10. And then they, they actually made it on a crossing route. I think it was Jared cook. Uh, it was an awesome performance from the chargers not to neglect the raiders who definitely have some scrap in them but this time it feels like the fundamental flaws of the raiders finally caught up to them 
Yeah, and I mean, all their running backs are injured in some capacity. So if you're going to make the Raiders one-dimensional, it's obviously a little bit easier to defend, especially with the secondary that the Chargers have. Uh, Derek Hart took the first half off. I don't know if it was the the defensive scheme that, that Staley at all put together. Uh, I don't know if it was the pressure because, I mean, they had linebackers and, and pass rushers in the backfield the majority of the first half. Didn't really get Darren Waller involved initially. And again, with Kenyon Drake a little hobbled, uh, Peyton Barber was out almost immediately, and Josh Jacobs hasn't been healthy for a couple weeks. If you make any team one-dimensional, unless it's Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady, chances are they're going to be behind the eight ball. We saw that in the first half, and they just couldn't recover. Yeah, yeah even those guys can have some, like Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. But uh, right, look, you have Derek Carr, uh, two touchdowns and a back-breaking pick at the end. Justin Herbert, 222 yards, three touchdowns. And, and I think the story of this game, Chargers bla- blaze out to a 21 to nothing lead at halftime. And then the, the third quarter opens with uh, Raiders touchdown, Chargers punt, Raiders touchdown. And you're going, oh no, here oh, it no. comes again. Here comes the Charger, the, the great Monday night football Chargers that we always get treated to whenever the Chargers play on, on a primetime game. But it never came. And I think that is a credit to the run game of the Chargers. It's a credit to... Brandon Staley and his decision making, but I also want to kind of focus on the offensive lines here because on both angles, the O-lines got destroyed. Alex Leatherwood, the rookie for the Chargers was terrible um, or for the Raiders was terrible. The Chargers right tackle Storm Norton, um, old friend of my Vikings. He was on our practice squad for forever. Also a Los Angeles Wildcat alumnus. I weirdly know a lot about that guy. He's a backup right tackle because Brian Bulaga is hurt. He got worked uh, and it was like he gave up some really, really rough plays, especially in the run game. So it was a really tough time for both of these quarterbacks. And I think Justin Herbert is just kind of built for that kind of game. And Derek Carr very much is not. Yeah. I mean, Justin Herbert's a tree trunk. Like he's, he's Josh yeah. Allen and Josh Allen's second and a half year. Like he's wise beyond his years. He, they were talking on the broadcast constantly about how he sees the plays at NFL speed already. And he, and he did, there was really no learning curve for him and his ability to be, you know, elusive in the pocket allows that even though there is pressure, and he, they did get to him a couple times, as you mentioned, he's able to withstand it and, and extend plays and make plays. Plus it helps that all of his receivers seem to be over six, five aside from Keenan Allen. I mean, everybody's big. They're yeah. all big targets. And it makes it easy for him when he can see over the offensive line because he's a tall dude himself. Yeah, and uh, Austin Eckler punches in one last touchdown as the game ends, and then that's that's kind of it. You're you're you go into garbage time from there. So the Chargers go to three and one. I believe that this win puts them at the top of the division. Uh, at at I want to know in in division, so a tiebreakers. Chiefs currently last in the division. That's fascinating. Uh, maybe that's a conversation for another day, though, because I do want to talk a little bit about who we think now. There's only one undefeated team left. That's your Cardinals. Are they the best team in league or is it someone else? So we'll get to that in just a second. Yeah. And the interesting part about all that's going on right now, when you talk about the Cardinals, betonline.ag has Cliff Kingsbury as the odds on favorite to win coach of the year at plus 600. When when the season, right before the season started, yep. betonline.ag had, had him at plus 750, which was fourth or fifth best or, you know, shortest odds to get fired as the first head coach to get fired. All in all, betonline.ag's just got you covered with everything you need. They've got a new updated site and interface with more odds, props, contests. BetOnline, seriously, it's it's our favorite. They've been with us for a long time. They continue to be the number one source for everything football. Go to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 
with promo code locked on. Now, the promo code's changed from the live reads we've been doing over the past couple of weeks. Go to betonline.ag for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code locked on. Bet online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, so let's get into it. Um, I'm super curious. I didn't even, you didn't even tell me before we recorded. I have no idea what your answer to this question is. So I'm just like excited to ask it. Are the Cardinals the best team in football? Right. So who's the best team in football right now? I think record wise, you have to say the Cardinals because they're the only undefeated team. I would still say if you're going to ask me who the best, it's the Chiefs because they have the best player in the NFL and they have the two best you know, position players at their position in the NFL. That's not necessarily fair because the Chiefs have lost a couple games, but I would still say that even though if you put right now at the end of it, I'm hedging, I'd say the Cardinals because they're the only undefeated team. Yeah. What about you? Uh, okay. So maybe, I, I mean, look, I watched real close a game where Kyler Murray did a number of impossible things. <laughs> yeah. And to prepare for that game, I watched his week one game. And every time I look over, he seems to still be doing that. Are we sure Kyler Murray isn't outplaying Patrick Mahomes right now? I haven't watched enough Chiefs. I don't know if Patrick, but I, I've, I mean, he's thrown some interceptions. It has, there's been some mistakes. There's been some problems over there. Obviously, the Chiefs defense is having a lot of uh, trouble, and that's why they're two and two right now. Um, but Kyler Murray is doing Mahomesian things. If you slapped him on in a number 15 Chiefs jersey, would people notice? I mean... Not with the way he's throwing the ball this year. Like the goal for, and you know, Bo and I talk about this a lot on Locked on Cardinals, that the goal for this year was to have the offense take a step forward and Kyler Murray's running rush attempts take a step backward. And that's exactly what's happening. He's running when the offense gives it to him and not, or third and 16 when he has to pull something out of his rear end. But it's not a focal point that directly correlates to the Cardinals scoring or not. And that's what's separating him. So your question, yeah, I mean, he's moving Put it this way. He's moving closer to Mahomes than closer to Lamar Jackson. And that's what we're seeing. That's the growth of him that made uh, Josh Allen so great was early on. He was running the ball a lot because he couldn't go through his progressions. Kyler's not necessarily the same player, but he's moving more towards a passing quarterback who runs when the opportunity arises and not vice versa, which is fantastic to see, especially when they're putting up 35 points a game. And speaking of teams putting up, you know, 35 plus a game, we would be remiss if we had this conversation and didn't mention Buffalo. Uh, they're yeah. destroying people. They've shut out two teams in a month. What? That's insane. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, and, one of them was a college not team. Exactly. <laughs> but, well, <but> yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, they have. Yeah, they, I mean, two shutouts, and and those were blowouts too. I mean, those are thirty-five to nothing. One of them was forty to nothing. I mean, that's insane. Josh Allen seems to be the exact same guy he was last year. They're cooking with. Diggs and Beasley and all, and all of the weapons that they gave him. It seems like everything in Buffalo is firing all cylinders. And yeah, they've gone. I mean, the Texans are not exactly <laughs> stiff competition, but in the NFL, even the worst NFL team, I mean, you know, those guys, a lot of those guys were first round picks way back when or draft picks, you know, they were all Americans in college you, to, to just beat the brakes off of teams and to do it over and over and over again is it, I mean, if you're the next, if you're the, the Bills next opponent, it's, you gotta be scared of that. Yeah, for sure. And my favorite, like the way I look at it for power rankings, let me ask you, like if, if you're going to frame it this way, because there's so many different ways to go. Like, power rankings, best team right now, team on the road, team at home. What team would you choose to win one game regardless of opponent in the NFL? Regardless of opponent. Yeah. 
One team, I, one game. Who do you have the most confidence in to win a game, regardless of where it is, against who it is? If I really wanted to answer this, I'd have to go watch more AFC teams. <laughs> I'd have to go look at the Chiefs, look at the Bills and stuff. Um, the Cardinals are up there for me. I think the Bucks are up there for me, mm-hmm. um, even though, you know, they lost to the Rams and then the last Rams lost to the Cardinals. That's part of it. Um, but, you know, bet, hard to bet against Tom Brady, right? But I think I, I think the Bills have to be the answer. They're just blowing the doors off people. They in terms of or here's a better way to put it. it say you invented a neutral team, um, you know, the the central Nebraska gray team. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And they were perfectly average at everything. They were the perfectly neutral team. Who beats that team by the most, you know, because there's so many matchups. If you put the Bills up against the Cardinals and called that the referendum, well, maybe there's a matchup because of stylistically, maybe this is a mismatch here or whatever. And, you know, maybe there's certain things that kind of rock, paper, scissors, and you might not get the best referendum there. But like against a neutral team, I feel like the Bills do the most against that. But I think Bucks, Rams, Cardinals are up there. Hard to bet against the Chiefs. I think there's still a few kind of candidates for that, that upper echelon. But this list has changed from, you know, a month ago. Yeah. And this is the fun part about the NFL because every year is different and every week is different. Like people talk about, you know, momentum and all these things. Every week seems to be a different season. And that's kind of like, yeah. a, you know, I mean, it's kind of cliche. It's kind of it's a rallying cry. You know, know every week. Yeah. Yeah. But it's I mean, if you can bring it every single week and get lucky sometimes like you have to like like uh, like your uh, your kicker missing a field goal at the end of the game, things like that. If you're going to win a Super Bowl, or if you're going to get deep, I mean, I, it was a, it was a that soft, sugar-coated jab. It was a soft, sugar-coated was... memory that now we're going to put away in the nest. We're going to put it away in the nest. Uh, we're not going to talk about it anymore. Never like to things you again. Like, that's why. That's why the Cardinals are four and zero. They shouldn't be four and zero. And Kansas City probably shouldn't be two and two. And the like, you could say that about everybody. So when you say who the best team in the NFL is, there's luck involved in that. Is For sure. my point. Okay, that's my for sure. Point. But yeah, I but to, is, to answer it, your question, I have no idea about the neutral yeah. on neutral on neutral who would win by the most points. Maybe the if the Bills have a good defense, they're gonna win the Super Bowl. Like they yeah. haven't had the best defense. So if they have like, that they're looking like a one seed. Yeah, they are. Yeah, and and a, and a buy and everything. And and you know, four and oh, I mean, look, we got a lot of games left, right? And and probably don't stay undefeated unless we're starting to make the 72 Dolphins sweat, but like <laughs> You know, in in eight weeks from now, will they still have the best record in the league? Remains to be seen, and all that stuff. It is hard to argue with record, but if you were going to argue with record, you have to say, okay, well, you know, did they get a little lucky here uh, with with the Greg Joseph missing against the Vikings? You know, how about all these other games? Who's next on their schedule? Uh, you know, was that? But it's not like they played cupcakes either. I mean, that's what the schedule looked like initially, but they kind of did. Like, I don't know what happened with Tennessee. I don't know what's happening with Jacksonville, hey. but. Oh, like, Jacksonville was the other one. God, they're yeah. weird. But I mean, they're, yeah, they're you know, weird. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I think the Rams is a big moment for those Cardinals then. I mean, it's it, it's everything. And I tweeted out, yeah. I got eviscerated on Twitter. I'm like, if the Cardinals win in week four, it opens up Pandora's box to possibilities. Because that was always a thing. Cardinals are going to lose twice to the Rams. They're going to split with San Francisco. And they're going to split with the, with the Seahawks. The fact that you go mm-hmm. on the road to SoFi Stadium and punish a Super Bowl yeah. contending team, regardless of what happens, it's just it's opening up the pot. Oh man, that could happen. Interesting, mm-hmm. you know. So that that's that's the big part for them for their future is that oh they can do it absolutely. And there's a lot of people on that Cardinals offense that are interesting fantasy options, which is among yeah. the number of things that we talked about with Marcus Mosher on the Tuesday Fantasy Forum. Excited to share that with you coming up. 
Yeah, um, I'm excited to talk to you about Rock Auto. I, I say this, you know how parents have favorite children because it's true. They just won't tell you. Rock Auto is my favorite live read to discuss because I need it the most. <laughs> do you, <laughs> Luke, do you know anything oh, about and cars, They've Luke? saved me money. Yeah. 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 So Rock Auto is, first of all, you don't have to go to a chain storefront and ask uh, ma'am or mister up front as a 38-year-old man like myself, hey, where is this? I have no idea. I don't know anything about cars. I don't know where the hell anything is. Can you help me? I'd rather do it from the comfort of my own home where I can type in a little search box. RockAuto.com has you covered. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock everything that you need. That's why go to the interwebs. Go to RockAuto.com. They're a family-owned business. They've been online for 20 years. And at your fingertips, you have the whole car world at your disposal. You go into a search box, be like, hey, listen, paint, man. You're probably not man. And you come down with paint, carpet, tail lamps, whatever. You pick your make and model, and it's at your door a couple days later. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain storefront or car dealership when rockauto.com doesn't upcharge you? So whether it's for your daily driver or weekend convertible, rockauto.com is your one-stop shop for everything you need for your car. Go to rockauto.com, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, everybody, continuing on with this Tuesday episode of the Locked On NFL podcast here with Alex Clancy. And of course, it's Tuesday. That means it's the Tuesday Fantasy Forum and Marcus Mosher. Uh, from Locked On Dynasty, also Locked On Cowboys. Probably a pretty happy guy right now uh, coming to help us out. Thank you so uh, much for joining us, Marcus. Uh, I am a happy guy, but I'm excited to talk about some fantasy football, guys. Uh, we had a, a yeah. fun week four. Luke, can we just start by talking about a former Viking? Is, is that the only way that we do this? By talking about Yeah, Porter hurt me more. It can, what's another? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to hurt you any more than I've already hurt you in the past. You can't hurt me more than the Vikings do. Oh, yeah. That was fun. He's going to finish as like a top 10 running back this year in fantasy. It's unbelievable. Uh, Another game where he was just fantastic. 23 points in PPR leagues, three touchdowns. Cordero Patterson is like a real thing, and he's still sitting out there in like 27% of ESPN leagues, 30% of Yahoo leagues. If he's on your waiver wire, you're spending all of your your rest of your money to go get him because he is going to be a weapon for the rest of the season. Now, just real quick, I, as a baseline for you, does it piss you off that he's wide receiver slash running back? Like, do these things, the little like uh, loopholes? <laughs> oh, no, it's play Taysom Hill again. <laughs> no, no, no yeah, I well, love I, it. I, this is great because I really feel like there's a lot of these guys that are kind of hybrid, right? So, Cordero Patterson's really been a running back his whole career. It's just taken – what eight years for us to actually realize it? Uh, no, it took I, him it a long time to learn how to read it. Uh, when he was in Minnesota, he like admitted that he that punts developed too fast for him, and he could only do kickoffs, and that's why he didn't do punts because he couldn't read. So if he couldn't read punts, he couldn't read plays. Five years later, he's learned it, but it took a lot. Like credit to his coaches over the years. They he has yeah. This isn't tricks. like. This isn't like Ty Montgomery, where he was a running back that they kind of moved all around. He was a right. wide receiver, and then he kind of fused into it. But it's fantastic to see, absolutely. Uh, by the way, best kickoff returner in NFL history, by the way. There's no debate yeah. about it. Just In all of Bears history. In all, well, <laughs> yeah, of course. In I all mean, of NFL history, no, but it's no funny debate, to say really. Bears history. <laughs> there's there's actually no debate, but I, I can't wait for Bear fans to get angry with us. But there is no Yeah, uh, it's my favorite way to troll Bears fans. <laughs> um, so, okay, outside of... 
Cordero Patterson. What are we thinking about like waiver wire? Yeah, there's a couple guys that we still need to find out the situations about, right? Like David Montgomery, how long is he going to be out? Because if he's out for a while, Damian Harris is somebody that you're going to want to spend the rest of your caps, you know, fab budget on your number one waiver claims. Uh, but another guy that I think is very interesting is Brandon Bolden. I know Brandon Bolden has been around forever, and it's not fun to roster Brandon Bolden. But he is somebody that did get six receptions for 51 yards uh, last week. In PPR leagues, you'll take that. Uh, J.J. Taylor fumbled on his first and only touch of the game, which basically means we're not going to see him probably the rest of the season. He's going to be in the doghouse. So Damian Harris doesn't do a lot in the passing game. Brandon Bolden's going to take over that James White role. Again, if you are in a PPR league and you need a flex play, you need a RB2, I think Brandon Bolden can give you some pretty solid production. That's wild. So Ramondre Stevenson is going to could be a complete healthy scratch afterthought this year, it seems, unless another injury happens. Their fourth round pick out of Oklahoma. Yeah, I think Ramondre Stevenson and JJ Taylor are going to get real cozy together in the doghouse <laughs> for Bill Belichick. Well, and there's something that um on Lockdown Cardinals, Bo Brock and I, we talked about this. The Cardinals offense is taking obviously a step forward. And the Chiefs are always, you know, the old faithful Patrick Mahomes, and you play the hits with Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. Is the Cardinals offense rivaling that fantasy-wise with Kyler Murray and Patrick Mahomes neck and neck up front? Or is it really just Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and then everybody else on the Cardinals roster? Yeah, I kind of think it's that way. I, I, yeah. I mean, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill are the number one scorers in each position. Uh, they're so steady every single week that I think you have to rank them higher. But the Cardinals are a lot of fun. Um I think they're going to be an offense that's very fruitful for us for fantasy for the rest of the season. But uh, can I give you guys one more pickup, uh, a guy that I think you have to go out and get right now? Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz, only owned in 21% of ESPN leagues. Do you know right now he is the second most fantasy points at the tight end position behind Travis Kelsey? Like, really, really good. He's involved in this Cowboys offense. He's playing a ton of snaps. Plus, he's kind of the guy that gets a lot of the red zone looks for Dallas. Uh, Dalton Schultz, go get him if you need some tight end production over the next couple of weeks. That's awesome. So we are uh, like what quarter-ish way through the season. Sure. It's not as clean yeah. as it used to be. This feels like a great time to talk about a buy low or two because this is when somebody gets a slow start to the season, but you know they're going to turn it around and you might be able to get a buy low on somebody. Um, or you know maybe the other way around. Maybe somebody's off to a really hot start, but we don't think it's sustainable. Maybe you can sell high on them. Are there any players we should be trying to, to maybe shop around or shop for that you can think of? Yeah, I think Nick Chubb is a really good one because he's gotten a ton of carries over the last two weeks, 22 carries in week three, 21 carries in week four. But if you play in a PPR league, it's 8.4 points and it's 12.5 points. And you probably use the late first round pick, early second round pick on Nick Chubb. You're probably getting frustrated that Kareem Hunt is the one stealing the touchdowns. But I will say the run defenses that they play later on in the year get much much easier uh i think this is a good guy that try to flip you know maybe somebody like chase Edmonds. i know chase Edmonds is playing really well right now sorry alex uh but i think long term you're gonna want nick chubb if that's a deal that you can do i think it makes a ton of sense yeah and i i do have one question um streaming quarterbacks is a thing you know, yes. a lot of times and smart move is to draft a quarterback mid to late rounds. If you can see where you can get value late. Is there a darling of yours? Like Kirk Cousins has always been mine. 
He always has been because you know that there's yes. a floor you think yeah. not to troll. He's good for 250 and a touchdown every game, yeah. Yeah. Is there is there a darling for you this season that maybe isn't getting as much run? It's a really good question. Uh, Kirk Cousins is a guy that I like a lot as well. Uh, but for me, the guy, Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke is oh. fantastic for fantasy, <laughs> <Yes>. right? <laughs> 290 yards last week through the air, three touchdowns. And then on top of that, 43 rushing yards. Like you're just getting an additional basically passing touchdown on the ground production. Taylor Heineke has some really, really easy games coming up against some soft defenses. There's just no way that they're going to go to Ryan Fitzpatrick with Heineke playing this well. I think he's a good bet. Awesome. Marcus, thank you so much for coming by, giving us a little bit of fantasy advice. Again, you can find Marcus on the Locked On Dynasty podcast and at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter. Tomorrow's a big day in the Locked On podcast world. It is Power Rankings Day where the Arizona Cardinals end up, Tampa Bay, Rams, Cowboys, etc. Check it out on Twitter and elsewhere. Thank you for making the Locked On NFL your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on all platforms.